Uh, what's your name, by the way? I, 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 couldn't, I don't think I caught your name when I got you. My name is, my full name is Hippolyte, but people call me Hippo. Hippo? Yeah. Like that's a sick name. Like yeah, <laughs> that's a sick name. So we met in Venice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In a shitty hostel. Yeah. I can say. And uh, yeah, it was a very interesting evening for the first <laughs> place, I think. Right? You learned, yeah. a, learned a lot of stuff about the world. Yeah, with the crazy Croatian guy. I, that's really funny because I told you, uh, I told you right before he entered that he was he was in his underwear, st staying like completely shit, and then he arrived, and two minutes later he was exactly doing that. Because at at first I saw in your eyes that you were like, "All right, this is weird. I'm not sure. Well, we'll see." And then, uh, from this Croatian guy met some really a lot of people that have been like intense about like completist theories while hitchhiking in through the Balkans. Like met at least three or four guys that were telling that Lady Gaga was uh, was an Illuminati uh, and that they were Satanists and stuff like that. It must just be something in the air in the Balkan countries. I think that I think Like completist terrorists work everywhere, but they apparently seem to work also in the Balkans. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause I, I just escaped from the the big fat guy in who released a big shit in my hostel room, and then I got transferred to the room where you were, and I was like, okay, this guy seems normal. And then you give me the warning about the Croatian guy, and he just came bursting in talking about fucking Hitler and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. So you got hit. Yeah, it was kind of sad, but anyway. Yeah, well, how was it the next day? Was he uh, still coming out with shit in the morning? No, he left. He left early. He was funny thing is he was going to he was going from Croatia to Italy just to buy trousers. <laughs> just to buy trousers. Yeah, because apparently there was a very good deal on a certain types of trousers that he wanted. And that's why he was going from Croatia, Zagreb, where I lived, to like uh, Padova, I think. <laughs> and to spread his um, his conspiracy theories to other travelers. So that, was his, that was his idea. No idea. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so you're doing, uh, you're hitchhiking from Paris to Nepal. So how long? When did when did you start doing it? Now how long did it be? First of April. April First of April. Every school I I left Paris like under snowstorm, uh, and uh, so yeah, it was like a month and a half ago, only. But yeah, and I'm going to Nepal. It's probably going to take like around one year and a half or two years, depending on on how long I decide to stay. Like in. Pakistan and India, I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, but you know, Nepal is just like I think, like a step. Not sure I want. I'm gonna go home after Nepal. You know, it's just yeah. like we'll see what happens until then. But I'm going. I'm definitely checking there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've probably got some stories already just from going uh, from Western Europe to where you are now. I mean. How, so how long has it taken you? A month and a half to get to Albania. That's where you are now. Yeah. 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 
I, I was going pretty fast because it's like mainly countries that I know that I've already visited, like mm-hmm. Italia, Slovenia, uh, Croatia. I already knew like quite well. So, and it's also like the most expensive countries that I'm going to go through, like considering that after that is going to be like the Middle East, then Asia. So yeah, I went pretty fast. Um, but you know, checking was easy. I also like took loads of trains without taking tickets in Italy because they don't yeah. give tickets. So yeah, they don't, they don't check as well. It's, it's quite good in Italy uh, just to get free tickets. Yeah, I just took the, some a lot of trains, like you know, to the little ride from one city to another, and like I three times the uh, like the how do the inspectors you call them in English I think came and like I was just like ah sorry I didn't have a ticket, mm-hmm. but uh, here was the nice smile and so like all right do you have anyways I didn't didn't pay any tickets they didn't even bother doing me doing me one because they knew I was a tourist I was just not gonna pay it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did buy them, but then I just realised that I, I never got checked anywhere. So I was like, oh, there's no there's no point in buying these because they're not even checking it. And uh, but there was a weird exchange we had. A, I think I was in. It was like by Lake Garda, and we were going to Brescia. I don't know if you passed through there. Um, and the police came up to us and just randomly asked for our passport. I'm not sure if you you had that experience when you were in Italy. No. no. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were looking for somebody, but I was. It's the first time it's happened when I've just been walking around. It's quite strange. Lucky they were not looking for a handsome English guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, what's it like? When did you start hitchhiking? When was the first time you did that? Uh, I don't know, probably when I was like 17. But since then, I've done a bit of traveling around, like uh, in Europe, like hitchhiking. Which I've been hitchhiking from Bordeaux uh, in southwest of France to Ljubljana in Slovenia and back uh, a few years ago. I've been hitchhiking around France, like around Corsica a lot, and also like to go from Paris to somewhere. I've been hitchhiking also a bit in the UK and uh, a bit in Turkey and a bit in Bulgaria. Oh wow, man! It's been around the world. And well, mainly Europe for now, but uh, from what I know about like countries like Iran, Pakistan, India, Turkey, like it's not going to be a problem to hitchhike cows this part of the world. Yeah, and have you had any uh, any bad experiences hitchhiking? Um, I do, I do have uh, had bad experiences. Like, for example, one in Bulgaria last summer, I was uh, doing a road trip with some friends who are doing, uh, who are going around the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. So Turkey, Georgia, Ukraine, uh, uh, Romania, Bulgaria. And in mm-hmm. Bulgaria, I was hitchhiking with a friend and we went in a car with some pretty dodgy guys. Uh, but we managed to sleep over at the right time. And, uh, yeah, just ma- we managed out of it and apart from that it's like 99 percent of good experiences yeah yeah i've only done it once <laughs> to be honest I've only, I've only done it once and it was just uh me and this girl were like stranded in, in latvia in the woodlands area and then we actually stuck our hand out in the first car that went past they picked us up so it was it was like the, the perfect first time experience of doing it yeah um, Hitchhiking still works, honestly. Like, I was just talking with a German dude 
He's 60 years old and he was telling me I miss hitchhiking. I mm. miss when people were hitchhiking and like, I haven't seen a hitchhiker in years. Yeah. Well, I love yeah. <laughs> so, so you said it's going to take a year and a half from now until you get to Nepal or is it a year and a half from when you started in April? Uh, I don't really know. Honestly, I'm not a new timer. I'm the timing. Fuck. Yeah. I I think it's gonna be around one and a half. If it's three and a half, it'll be. But um, honestly, I I I think it's gonna be something like that, yeah. Because I want to, you know, like usually I like to spend like three four months uh, in countries that are like new and very interesting for me. Uh, but if if I really like it, I can stay more. I can find a job. I can you know settle for some time maybe. But we'll see, we'll see. But uh, something like that, probably. So how, how, when you're not hitchhiking, obviously you've got going on this huge trip that might take uh, up to a year and a half. It could take that long. Uh, what are you doing in between these trips? Are you, are you saving up? Are you working? Or is it just like... Mm. Well, for this one, I've saved a bit. Mm. But I'm not very good at saving money. <laughs> <laughs> very good at spending money. I'm not very good at saving money. So um, I left. Like I managed to like save like almost two thousand euros, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I was like leaving, and uh, I've been, some people have been giving me money, like my friends, for example, stuff like that. So I have a budget of around like three thousand euros, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's that's impressive considering how far you've gone so far. Well, you know, it's like I the way I travel doesn't cost a lot of money. You know, I sleep outside, I hitchhike. All I have to pay is my food and my beers, basically, for well, mm-hmm. like touristic things and stuff. Yeah, I've seen you. you it's, like, it's also kind of a kind of a mindset, you know, like mm-hmm. like I've been first. Yeah, yeah like, go on, go on. What were you saying? I, I was gonna say that. It's putting me to some pretty stupid lengths sometimes. Like uh, I've climbed the castle of Split instead for like not paying like six euros <laughs> into the castle. I just climbed the castle with friends. But yeah, it, I mean, it's living on a budget, definitely. But yes. I don't mind. <laughs> it makes the, the experience a bit more interesting. Yeah. And... Um, uh, won't have any more money. I'll just find work. Like try, try and find a job. Is a plan also, you know. So. Yeah, I seen you. You put a photo on Instagram the other day. It's, it was like a little base you made, a hammock somewhere. I think it was possibly when you arrived in Albania. Is that right? No, it was just before Albania. It was like mm-hmm. uh, in Montenegro, near the city of uh, of Bach. Because like it was like I was traveling with a with a guy that was I wanted to hitchhike with me like a, a, a new a guy from New Zealand, and we were, so we went to Belgrade and stuff by hitchhiking, and um, and then we went to a hostel, been partying a, a bit, and then we we split it our ways, and and I was just like alone again after like being with friends since like I don't know, three weeks. So I just decided to go full, uh, full wilderness. Full wilderness. Uh, went to, to, I did a hike with my with my bag, 
and just found found a place with nobody to like cook my dinner and chill in nature. And I've done that also like two two more nights, and now I'm in a work away in Albania. Yeah, and so what's this this place you're staying in now? Is this somewhere you're working in? Uh, did you yeah, say it's, that? it's like a hippie camping, uh, very small, very natural in like in a natural area near the border with Montenegro, but on the other mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically I work a few hours a day to get free food and accommodation. Mm-hmm. So so I can chill for a bit, you know, like we are the same, uh, we are the same place, sleep in a bed, which is amazing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what was, uh, you said you went to Belgrade, what was that like? I think I might try to get there um, in two weeks. Uh, I think I'm gonna well, go. Everything we tell you is the same. Bel- uh, Belgrade is the best nightlife in the Balkans. So I, yeah. went there, I went there for a good party, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had a few good parties. Um, yeah, it was interesting. And hitchhiking is very easy in Serbia, by the way. It's probably yeah, the easiest, yeah. countries in, easiest country in the Balkans, from what I've seen. Okay. Yeah, well. Oh, my, all my plan is, is uh, do you like football? I'm not sure if you if you spoke about football or anything. You? you know, well, I'm from Paris and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sport is PSG. So do I like football? Uh, I'm more of a rugby guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, um, the uh, the derby in Serbia is Red Star Belgrade versus Partizan. So they're yes. playing. Partizan, and I think it's just the other team in in Belgrade. So they're they're in the final in uh, it's in like eleven days. So I think I'm gonna try to get down and uh, somehow get tickets for that. Um, but I'm not. I don't think it's in Belgrade. I think it's some other fucking city in uh, Serbia. Or Novi Sad, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Second second biggest city of the of the country, and it's like uh, one yeah, what, half an hour, ninety kilometers. No, so one hour away from Belgrade. Mm-hmm. I've been there too. Not very interesting. I wouldn't. Well, you can go there and chill, but it's like one night, two days at most. Yeah. So, so how long are you chilling in this hippie hippie place, hippie commune? I don't know what to call it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks is minimum. I'd say probably probably until the beginning of June, because there's a festival in Albania where I might go to. We'll see. Uh, what's this festival? Uh, it's called Unum. It's a big Unum. festival, like six days non-stop on the beach. And it's like like an hour away from by work from where I'm staying. Oh, so okay. I might go there. We'll see. We'll see. Right. But if I go there, like, I won't pay for a ticket, you know. <laughs> so Have you packed a, a high-vis vest so it makes you look like you work there? I haven't, actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> there's always a way to blag your way into it so the trip, the, the trip now it goes from China I'm trying to get my head to where you are you're in Albania and then where's the, where's the next few countries Like, so you're going to be there chilling for a little bit I'm going to be there chilling for a little bit then I'm wondering if I'm going to go to North Macedonia I think I will mm-hmm. then I might have I might um, go find a girl that I fell in love with in uh, in Bosnia, uh, <laughs> in Greece. For the like the month of July, I probably be go around, going around around Greece, because yeah. you know it's an easy backpacker life. Like you sleep on the beach, 
you finish the breakfast and then you hitchhike to the next beach. It's pretty easy life. Then in August, I'm going to go back to Turkey. Mm-hmm. Have some friends waiting for me in Istanbul. Uh, and yeah, Turkey is a country I know really well, so I'm just going to chill with some friends and my family also at some point. And then in September, I'll enter Iran. Stay as long as I can. Like the maximum I can get is three months. Because mm-hmm. give you like one month visa that you can extend like two times. But what's interesting is that in in Iran, like getting your visa extended is like, um, well, for example, you don't have the same chances chances of getting an extension given like on the city where you're asking to to have an extension of a visa. Well, it's a bit tricky, but maximum three months, minimum one month. I'll yeah. stay as long as I can. Then I'll go to Pakistan, and that's when like uh, going through borders is gonna start being a bit more intense. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for example, the like, the border between like Iran and Pakistan takes like five days because after the border you have to be escorted by the Pakistani army, like a special corp called the Levies, and they escort you um, through the whole region of Baluchistan. Because there used to be like tribal wars because they wanted their independence and stuff. Mm. So it's going to be uh, a bit more intense. Mm-hmm. And then same uh, Pakistani-Indian border is a bit hard. There's like only one open, only one point open. Was have like big ceremonies of uh, of like, you know, guys with big moustaches uh, closing the border and supporters on every side shouting the name of the countries and stuff like that. And how, how have you found out all this information? Is this through other people you've met while traveling, or is this what you've searched up on your own? Research, research, yeah. research. Yeah. Well, because I, you know, it changes all the time, like diplomatic situations. Apparently, they opened a new border between like Iran and Pakistan. Maybe I'm going to go check it. Don't know. We'll see. Yeah, just to go with the flow is probably the, the best idea when you're in a situation like yourself. Yeah, so how how come there's, you said there's a military escort from Pakistan. You said, well, that's because there was trouble in the past. Do you have any idea of what that was? Is it just troubles between Iran and Pakistan, or is it different uh, nations? No, it's, it, well, Pakistan is not a very stable country, but, I mean, it's pretty stable. It's, it's, there's no war, and like the government is trying to encourage tourism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the reasons why they escort tourists, is that, to make sure that nothing can happen. And the region of Baluchistan is like, there has been some troubles. There hasn't been in a long time. Like now it's been like 10, 15 years mm-hmm. since last, like, well, it was, you know, like, uh, like tribes that didn't want it to recognize the authority of the Pakistani government from what I've heard. Well, there, there was also like, you know, troubles with like the, around the Afghani borders. Mm-hmm. Now that the Taliban are in power, I'm, pretty sure that they're not that, like they don't have any more time to spend to like go and kidnap people in Pakistan mm-hmm. so. okay yeah that, that sounds like a big upgrade from uh, in a big upgrade in fucking tense intensity compared to going from uh, France to Italy to be honest mate <laughs> yeah no right and you, you know uh, honestly I'm kind of uh, I'm waiting for that because it's also the problem with like going the long way, 
is that right now I'm going through a lot of things that I know and I'm re- I really I'm really impassioned for like the real like you know um how can I say that feeling of being in a foreign place is mm-hmm. much more intense you know like with Iran I know Iran pretty well so I know what I'm getting into and uh actually I've realized like from France to Pakistan there's only one country where that I'm going to go through that I, I haven't been before and it's Albania where I'm at at the moment but all of the other countries I've already been in my life at some point so you know it's also it's part of the choice of leaving uh, and not taking a plane mm-hmm. yeah so it, the plan is to not fly at all but this is the the trip is to go from uh, Paris to Nepal without flying this is the only rule no planes and and like obviously i'm not going to like arrive in nepal without a plane and then just take a plane back home i would be <laughs> stupid so like it means i'm going the long way back is the way and back you know mm-hmm. i'm not going to fly home i would be absolutely stupid except for like if, except if like i don't know something bad happens to people i know or stuff, stuff like that that would be yeah. like the only thing to get me to make me go back to the plane mm-hmm. how old are you by the way i don't think we 25 25 30, you? 35 yeah oh, oh, you, don't look, you? you don't look 35 i thought you were much younger i mean i'm uh, 24 so maybe well maybe i will end up taking a, a journey like you fucking jumping through all the countries <laughs> at, at the moment i just i normally fly or get buses to places stay in hostels for a little bit and um and kind of go like that but I've, I've always wanted to to do something like yourself probably a, a big trip uh, i'm thinking the only thing i want to do soon is there's a coast to coast hike in england but that's just obviously hiking across the the whole coast i'm not planning on uh, hitchhiking or anything but i love the the idea of just wild camping i've done that a few times um, so I think I'm going to try that out and then I'll probably do it in a few cities as well because I have got to a point where I'm like, I, I enjoy staying in hostels, but I'm a bit tight-ass with my money. So that's what I think it probably makes it more fun to just like find somewhere to camp out and uh, just kind of not deal with other people because hostels are fun. For example, you, you can meet interesting people like yourself, but it's quite good to just like be by yourself for a little bit and only do what you want to do. And more than that, I'd say that the problem with hostels is that if you're just taking buses or trains and going to hostels, mm-hmm. well, you meet a lot of interesting people, but there are people like you, there are international people traveling around, and you mm-hmm. meet very few locals, like you meet, you meet the locals like in the hostel that are managing the hostels, the people in bars, mm-hmm. but you don't meet a lot. Whereas like with the hiking, I've made like friends in every country where I've been, like in Bosnia, you know, mm-hmm. with people in the city, and we said, all right, we'll meet in Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. Well, they arrive in Sarajevo, they take a five-hour bus. I did, I did the same, like, but I've made, like, three friends, and uh, I was invited to sleep in a Bosnian apartment, and then I was, like, I had a Bosnian friend that was hanging out, hanging out with us. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could. Just hostels and, and buses not a lot of opportunities to meet people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good to, 
it is nice to meet like the the people who are traveling internationally but to really get a, an understanding of like the culture of a place it's nice to know somebody who's a local and they just know more information about like what's going on whereas when normally when i meet people in hostels everyone just wants to go to the bars and get pissed <laughs> whereas like I, I, well i don't drink myself but in the past that's been fun um but I, it, for example me and my girlfriend was all about this today it's like because i'm with somebody who's from a different country but because i'm actually living with them and when you go to like someone the house and it's like you meet an actual czech person who can't speak any english and you're like you're, you're seeing how they interact with each other it, it's just a completely different experience to what you get from staying in a hostel and just becoming mates with people who are traveling. Yeah. Well, it's also nice, you know, sometimes when I want to I wanna make some friends, I go to a hostel. If I'm, like, alone and I want to make some, to meet some funny people and party, I'll just go to a hostel. It's easy. But, yeah, you know, traveling is also about meeting the locals. That's what's the most interesting in it, in my opinion. So how many people are staying uh, where you are now? How, like, what's the capacity? Well, there's the two owners. There's me. And there's, like, three other couples of, like, 60 years old Dutch or German people. <laughs> All right, okay. And it, what's it called? Yes. It's called what? It's Al- called Camping Clandestino. Okay. And in, is it near the capital in Albania, or did you no, say it's, it, is it, did you say it's near the uh, the capital of Albania? No, it's, it's near the border with Montenegro. Oh. It's up north, up north of the country. And how did you find this again, just through research online? No, on the website called Workaway, Workaway dot com, I think. You're supposed to pay for an account, but I didn't pay for an account. I just read the read the, um, the offer and found the place on Google and sent a message and that was it. All right. So it, the website's called Walkaway. Yeah, Walkaway. You've never heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. What's, what's that about? Lo- loads of people do that. And you can also, like, loads of people work in hostels through this website. Yeah. Like hostels are, you know, always in need of volunteers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what's what's been your your favorite story? I'd say so far from this trip, you know, you've got to have some like your your best moment from yeah, what you've been doing. Best story, yeah. Uh, let me think. I'm a bit high, so it might take some time, but I'm coming. Well, I uh, know, I know my first story. Yeah. So we were in uh, in Croatia with um, a French guy that I met and that I took hitchhiking with me, mm-hmm. and we were like um, one in a city called Rijeka, north of uh, of Croatia, and uh, we were like trying to hitchhike to split, but split like five hours of a very long coastal road. Um, so, and hitchhiking in Croatia is kind of hard, but we started hitchhiking and then this, uh, fireman's truck stopped by 
and it was a Swedish family mm -hmm. uh, with two, four children, a dog and a pigeon, and uh, um, and they were they left from Sweden in the like the Amene like the their how can say the fireman's truck where like mm -hmm. everybody has a bed and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we've been riding with them for like the whole day. Been having lunch together. They were really inspiring and nice. Very bright kids. Very nice parents. And how how long were they uh, traveling for in the? Oh, just fight? a few months. Just a few months. But now they they're going into Iran at the moment. So I've just I've just spoken with the mother earlier today, and uh, you know they went really fast at the beginning because they wanted to go somewhere where, where it was warm. So went to Greece and then Turkey. Mm -hmm. I was uh, we were just talking about like the system for the gas in Iran. <laughs> they're going as far, yeah, they're going as far as they can, and then the children have to go back to school or something like that. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's sick, man. That's sick. Yeah. And what's been what's been the shittest, the shittest part so far? There's got to be a place you've just been like, oh, fucking uh -huh. hell. Well. Honestly, it's been pretty easy. Mm. Mm, I would say the hardest stuff was not that long. It was like something like three hours, but we made a like break in the middle. So I was with this son, uh, Kiwi guy called Felix that I met in uh, in Sarajevo. Mm. No, I met in Split, and we and we like ended up in the same hostel in Sarajevo. And he decided to come hitchhike with me, and we we went to Belgrade, Belgrade. And um, and on the first day, like after we met this first guy, like the the complotist guy that said that Lady Gaga was an Illuminati, <laughs> we were, we were like in the middle of nowhere at a, at a crossroads, but like going to the border, going to the border with Bosnia, and uh, and we spent like yeah three hours, like one hour and a half, then a break of like half an hour because it was raining. Well, it was not a very good spot, and at the end, in the end, some guys stopped pretty dodgy. They said, I don't know, like they didn't do anything, but they had a vibe about them. I was a bit dodgy, driving like 150 kilometers on the wet roads, like going through the mountains. But they were locals, so they knew the road. You know, in a big Audi with like balkanic music with trumpets going on for the whole ride, and they were not really. Talking that much, you know, like just smoking cigarettes after cigarettes, and um, and yeah, that was a little vibe. But I was the worst, and literally nothing happened. They were, they were like, good, they were honestly good guys, and they dropped us off like at the perfect spot. Oh, that's shaking so. It's been quite uneventful on uh, bad things happening. Everything's been. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Everything's gone pretty smoothly, would you say? So far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, from my experience, like each I think goes smoothly. Yeah. Told you, I've told you what, like my one bad experience. I've had an, another one like pretty intense that I wrote a text about. Like I wrote the whole story because it takes a long time to tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. But in a few words, like I was um. Uh, while hitchhiking in the south of France, me and my mates, we got in a car with like some um, big, uh, big gangster guy, but very nice, and but you know drunk with like hashish in the car, mm. lots of money in the car, like uh, 
having fights with random people and stuff. Very intense story, but you know, it always always ended up well. I never felt like truly in danger. Yeah. Just once or twice, but easy. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bring I don't want to bring the vibe down, but I, I remember meeting a girl, uh, the same girl actually, who I was lost in uh, Latvia with, and it, she was. I was talking to her, and she'd been hitchhiking a lot, and it's just I feel so sorry for girls because it seems to be like when I speak to, I'd say people like yourself who, who do hitchhiking, they don't really tend to have a lot of bad stories, and then. This girl said, like, oh, yeah, I had a bad time uh, hitchhiking once. I said, oh, like, well, how come? What happened? And she just looked at me and said, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a girl. What do you think? And I was like, oh, okay. That doesn't sound... It, it's fucking, sh- it's um, fucking shit for girls, man. I have mad respect for girls that are hitchhiking alone. Mm. And, you know, like, for example, two days ago, there was a German girl, 25 years old. No, no, 27 years old, hitchhiking alone to Albania. But... My just my respect. What can I say? Like really, the world, where like it's not sure for girls to do this kind of stuff. Like, mm. and for example, and you know, when you're like waiting on the side of the road, and people cars just pass by. Sometimes, like after some time, you you get a little bit angry at people. Well, I do, mm. but I never get angry at girls for not stopping, because, I mean, yeah, there there are so many so many motherfucking assholes and rapists. Yeah. Around, uh, of course, that I've, I mean, I respect that. Yeah, it, it's because she said to me, it was actually before we were going to hitchhike, uh, and then she said she'd only do it if she was hitchhiking with somebody again. Um, so, like, she would, said she wouldn't do it by herself. And it's a fucking shame, because it's, it's such a great experience. It's just ruined by assholes, you know. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. See, it's how the world works, my friend. It's how the world works. <laughs> But you know, my 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 little sister just sent me pictures of her and her best friend hitchhiking in Jordan, in Jordan, and she's been through like the whole of Portugal hitchhiking. Uh, I, even my mother is hitchhiking in Corsica with her friends. So, so is it always been in the in the family? So you, I'm guessing, when your mom and dad were growing up, with they? No, no, well, actually, actually, not that much. I'm I'm clearly the one who's like the most into hitchhiking. I think my mm-hmm. mother has done it a few times when she was young because she like she liked to travel, but not like uh, it's not a big thing in my family. But mm-hmm. my sister does it also, and actually my sister my sisters have been doing it also a bit. Yeah, Just, uh, how old is your sister? Is she a very little sister or twenty three years old? She's twenty three years old now. She was like twenty, and my other sister. Hasn't been doing it yet, but she's going to start soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Are you going to convince her? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to convince her. She doesn't need me to convince her. I mean, she, well, she, she have the idea of them. Is she living the uh, the daily grind life? You know, that, that fucking wears people down, uh, working the, the normal yeah. life, paying bills and shit, that normally. And then that's what happened with me. It's like, I'll be doing that nine to five like and that's when I go traveling and meet people who are doing mad shit like yourself and I, I start getting ideas and I'm like oh this sounds shit this working <laughs> I'd rather be fucking hitchhiking away from the ball well you can do it my friend yeah you can nothing's stopping you yeah you can nothing stops you <laughs> or like basically no I must say it is a privilege to be 
to have this opportunity to go travel the world like I do. Like I have, I have, I have a degree. Thanks to my parents, I have parents that can that can support me. Mm. If like in my, in my, if I'm in a deep shit someday, I don't have like people to support. Uh, mm. So like I'm basically free as a bird. So I enjoy this privilege and I'm thankful for it. But what I'm saying is that everybody can do it in the sense that like having a job or not having enough money is never is not a good excuse in my opinion. It's much mm-hmm. more like of a mental mental thing. Like mm-hmm. anybody can do travel. It's just like how can you uh, I don't know what you've done. You did you move your phone there? I can't hear you. I don't know if you've accidentally covered the mic or something. Um can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> I can I can hear you now. Uh, that's fine. So uh, I think you were saying something about people not uh, if they didn't have enough money. Yeah, well, that's not. I was just saying I think, don't think money is the is the main uh, thing. Is I think it's more of a mental thing. Like mm-hmm. you can't live without money. Like there's people who have been around the world, like refusing to use money at all. So, you know, it's just more of a matter of time and determination and also, like, being free from, like, loans or children or parents that you have to take care of. Yeah, I mean, I used to get it a lot. Uh, when I had my job, people would be saying, like, oh, how can you afford to be doing all of this? And realistically, what I was doing was just going on Skyscanner uh, and I'd find a flight for, like, £30, which is relatively cheap. Uh, and then you'd stay in a hostel for like five days. And some hostels, depending, I think I went to Ukraine a few years ago and it was like £6 a night. So it's like people who are in work were spending like uh, £1,000 on a holiday for a week. And it's just like, fucking hell, mate. I forget about, <laughs> I forget about like 20 trips out of that. Yeah, it's, I think a, it's also about the way you travel. There's, there's a lot of way of traveling and like the way my parents have taught me and the way I like to travel is like to go go off the beaten track, you know, like go where other tourists don't go, like try it and avoid as much as possible the main touristic attractions, I would say, to be like the, you know, in like the most authentic uh, way of traveling possible, like the more with the locals, the better the less the tourists, the better. And, uh, like, you know, trying to get, uh, yeah, to get to know, like, the country and the people, like, and not just the main touristic sites. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a question that's just fucking gone straight from my head. I completely forgot what I was going to say to you. Um, yeah, so uh, I've seen that you you take a hammock with you. Is it, do you ever just take a tent? Or what's, what's your normal procedure? When you say if you're going on a big trip, what's your gear that you, that you take with you? Well, you know, what? from now on, the big trip, I, like, I haven't done any like big trips like as big as the one I'm doing it. I'm doing now. Like I've done a few like few months trip, you know, two three. But usually, I stay. I use couch surfing as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and like these hammocks are about is like kind of a like multi-functions hammock that can, that I can use like for rain like as a tent and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just like to be to be autonomous you know it's the main thing like 
for example, if I can't find like a locals to invite me, or if I don't find a host or stuff, or if I'm in nature, I can just like stay on my own outside and not give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, it opens up more opportunities just to be flexible because I feel like even if you book a hostel, it's like say if you've booked a few nights in a hostel or something it feels like you've got to stay there but if you've got like a hammock or something you can kind of just be like well do, do you ever find a day where it's like uh okay today i'm gonna try and stay in someone's house like do you ever plan it or does it just kind of spontaneously happen mm, i i don't plan a lot of stuff honestly it's just like you know i i honestly i just go with the flow like depending on my mood you know Hitchhiking. If I if I find like a cool place, I, I'm gonna want to stay like and put my hammock on and stuff. If I found something to host, if I found someone to host me, it's always better to stay with a local. So if I want to make some friends and like for example like wash my clothes or sleep in a bed, I'll just book a hostel. Mm-hmm. Just going with the flow. Yeah, man, it's it's definitely the way to go. I think I I'm gonna change the way I travel uh, just from just from speaking to you a bit because I, I have always uh, tended to like stay I always either book hostels so I'll go with uh, okay I'll stay in this area for five days but like the more I've traveled I've noticed like my, my plans have changed uh, as, as I've got a little bit older and a bit more experienced with uh, traveling because at the start it was like okay for example I'd go to Copenhagen stay in Copenhagen for like five days but now when I think about it I'd rather be <laughs> doing what you're doing and just going from place to place yeah most people do it like from like I've met so much so many people from like Croatia and Bosnia and from Bosnia and Serbia and stuff like that like you know people go from hostels to hostels mm-hmm. it's basically the best way to do it I guess uh, you mentioned before you you were chasing the love. Do you want to share the story of uh, this girl you've you've uh, you've met and fell in love with? <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet her on the on the travels? Yeah. yeah. Nice. But where did you say you were going? Bosnia, was it? What? Did you say you were meeting her? In uh, yeah, I, I met her in Bosnia. Yeah, indeed. Nice. And it's, uh, meet her again. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> is she? Uh, if you don't, hope you don't mind me asking, is she? Uh, is she a traveller too? Has she been travelling around? Um, as you don't kiss and tell. <laughs> I don't kiss and tell exactly. I was looking for the French. You said it was English version of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, fucking hell, it, you you're on a crazy adventure. I mean, it's. I hope maybe over the summer I'll I'll try and get to a place and, and meet with you maybe see where i can get welcome. to welcome anywhere in the summer i'll be in greece and turkey i guess greece and turkey yeah that sounds like a fucking great place to visit in the summer for me to be honest mate well you're welcome bro yeah i mean it's not not for my ginger pasty white skin but <laughs> for, from our uh, mood, it'll be very good to see yourself. <laughs> and to try shaking. Maybe you should try shaking this weekend. Next this weekend. weekend. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, well, I actually. That's risk, my friend. 
I know. Well, I actually don't have a plan of how to get to Serbia. So I need to be in Serbia on the 26th of May. So I don't have a plan of how to get there, but I think I'll figure it out somehow. Maybe I can try my hitchhiking from Prague. Well, you know what? You're going to go through France if you're going by the roads. Hitchhike through France, you'll see it's very easy. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's not very easy, but it's pretty easy in France. Yeah, hitchhiking works. Just got to be a bit patient, but never had a problem. UK is a bit harder, but... um, yeah, well, I have, I have got a flight to, uh, so I'm with my girlfriend here now in England, and then we're flying back to Prague tomorrow. So I am mm-hmm. going to be in Prague, which is a, a lot closer to Serbia, so I'm going to somehow yeah, make my way. Closer. Well, just to check, my friend. You'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your advice. Uh, but you'll see it's a bit hard at first. Yes. Do you, do you have, like, uh, are you smiling while you're doing it? Are you trying to look all... <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah, just smiling and like, well, just chilling on the side of the road in the sun, basically. And you know, it's just basically the thing of being a patient, of being patient, because like, that's what I always tell, what I always tell myself when it's like it's been a long time and people are not smiling or not stopping. It's just like it just takes one good person. Yeah, uh, one open-minded person—that's all it takes. And like, even if like people are not smiling, and usually when you're hitchhiking, people are smiling, they're honking, like they're—they're they're kind of happy. Some people are not happy, but you don't care about them. But yeah, I tell you, like, like I've been hitchhiking for like a few years now, and the most I've ever waited was like yeah, something like three hours, mm-hmm. which is like three hours and a half maybe, but. I mean that's a lot when you think about it, but honestly, how many t- like the average time I'm waiting is 20 minute tops, mm-hmm. like on yeah. of my travels because like hitchhiking works basically. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how far do you go normally? Like, is it just do you say okay, I just want to go to the next town, or do you say I'm trying to get to it, this place? It depends. Like you know, there's also a few things like to know when to you hitchhiking a few rules you know like always try to find a good place where cars can stop mm-hmm. <coughs> this is like the spot is the most important in hitchhiking there's also this amazing <coughs> sorry bro it's okay man. <coughs> is that a fresh cush hitting your hand yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna grab my water but there's also a website called Hitch Wiki, mm-hmm. which is a wiki for all, like for the spots where to start hitchhiking, for advices when you're going into a new country. Very, very interesting websites that I recommend to everybody that's hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. You, you basically just type Hitch Wiki, the name of your town, and you'll have like ways to get out of the city, where, where to start hitchhiking, what's a good spot, updates from different years and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the question, but yeah, this is, this I are... can't remember either. <laughs> I can't understand. Um, yeah, well, I'll uh, I'll probably leave like that because it's it's getting late in Albania, and I don't know what, what time do you normally get to get to sleep. You know, you're just fucking free flowing. 
I'm just eleven in the morning. Or yeah. time is just a concept to you, my friend. Well, <laughs> I, I, let's say I'm taking the luxury of like not giving a fuck about time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what uh, you said, you were you're a bit stoned. Is that part of the fucking hippie plantations that you're living in? Did they grow their own ganja there or something? No, 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 no. No, it's just a campsite, like a, a ecology campsite, like close to nature and stuff. It was like uh, old Dutch couples coming in mm-hmm. that advance, basically. No. Have you ever stayed in like a, a proper like hippie commune that you've just randomly found? Have mm. I been living in a... No, I wouldn't say so. I have a pretty hippie lifestyle, mm-hmm. but, um, but I haven't stayed in a community before mm-hmm. because I usually like um like I well I've stayed in a few squats while hitchhiking. I've stayed in the only squats of uh, Venetia. I told you about this, I think. No, the the, the squatting one. Sorry, the squat in Venice. Venice. Yes, there's only one squat in Venice. And during a hitchhiking trip, uh, when I was coming back from Ljubljana to Bordeaux, I, we, me and my friend, we arrived in Venice by, by like, um, uh, can I say that? By chance? Yeah, by chance. And uh, and we ended up sleeping in the only square of the city, which was like in the 15th century palazzo, beautiful place. They were growing weed in the in the ceilings. <laughs> Did you get any free weed from the place, or were they, were they uh, not sharing? No, but free accommodation is good in Venice, especially when it's like three three in the morning and you're re- very drunk and your friend is like not answering anymore because he smoked too much ha- too much hash. <laughs> then you get hosted in the squad and you're really happy just to have a bed. Yeah. Um, What's it like in uh, France with weed? Like our situation here in England, it's like it seems it's like no one really gives a shit about it. Like if someone smokes weed, your situation. I've been living in England, my friend. Well, sorry, you've been living in London. I've been living in London, yeah. I can't. Well, how long did you live in London for? Um, I don't know, two months. But I have I have a lot of friends like all over the UK. I love the UK. So very much, like a lot of good friends in Scotland, Ireland, London. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so what, what's it like in France? So is it is it like? Is, would you say it's similar? Where it's like it's legal, but no one gives a shit. Apparently, like French people smoke a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. of, and like <coughs> for many years, since like two years ago, it was like if you get caught with weed, then you have a paper saying as bad, don't get caught with weed again. Basically. Mm. And Macron like changed it. Now it's like a fine, like uh, yeah, three hundred euros fine, I think. So two fifty pounds, two hundred fifty pounds yeah. for like carrying weed or cocaine. I think it's new, the new law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, don't get caught, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be stupid, you fucking idiots. Don't get caught with your weed. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, eh? Cause it's just like. You can just walk around smelling it. No one really cares unless someone's like older, but it's still illegal. And it's it's like uh, I, I think maybe 
they're going to change at some point. I mean, we always, in terms of like drug policy, we always do exactly what the Americans do. Yeah. Well, we've always done exactly what the Americans have done. So, <laughs> even if even if you just look at like the let's say the sanctions that have been on Ukraine, it seems like a lot of uh, Western Europe has just followed what America has done. It just seems to be the the case. It's like okay, this is what America's doing. Let's follow them. Obviously, Europe is pissed off because it's Ukraine. But when when you kind of look at policy that gets introduced, it seems to be just follow the Americans. Yeah, but yeah. we don't want to. We don't want to get too into fucking politics, do we? Jesus Christ, we were talking about hitchhiking and smoking weed. That's, that's more fun to talk about. I've been studying politics for eight for five years now. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. How was that? I mean, my study is right, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What? Well, how come you, you decided to study politics? I didn't decide I studied in a school in France was like politics mixed with like international relationships, bits of economics, um, like a bit of everything. The, uh, the English equivalent would be like LSE kind of vibe. So, <coughs> and like you can do like many things from being like working in a bank to like being a journalist to Hitchhiking around the world to work in a, for McKinsey, you know, mm-hmm. very different vibes. Yeah, so like to work in development and NGOs, like mm-hmm. humanitarian work and stuff. Okay. So the, you did that straight from, what, what's the, is it similar to the UK in France where it's like you go, you finish high school, then you go to college, then you go to uni? Is that, is that the same uh, process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right after like um, high school, mm-hmm. you go to like either like what we call school, like uh, you know like superior mm-hmm. school, or you go to uni. So, what is it? Free education in France, or uh, is it you have to pay? For yeah, it? yeah, it was. It was. Uh, well, it's based on your parents' revenue. Mm-hmm. So my first two years I paid. Second two years it was free. <laughs> but it's like not as expensive as uh, not as expensive as anywhere in the world, I guess, because it's like uni is free, for example, um, almost free, and like my school was almost free. I've actually been given more money by the French government than I've paid for like the the, the education in my school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I get jealous. Uh, uh from a girlfriend I mean I, I ended up getting a company to pay for my degree which was mm. fucking great because I don't have any debt uh, yeah. but the, the checks yeah. the, the checks man they get it free until the 26 Open, they can do up until the PhD um, mm. completely free and uh, they get some great discounts it's like 75% off public transport if you're a student in the Czech Republic it's fucking unreal Sorry, I zoned out. It's, <laughs> it's alright, man. I'll uh, I'll say I'll probably <laughs> wrap this up because I think you're you're a sleepy boy. Um, I'll uh, well, yeah. Cheers, cheers for talking to me. It's been no great to to hear how you've uh, made your way from Venice to Albania since <laughs> I last met you. Um, and I, I, I am. I will come and find you in either Turkey or Greece, and then you can. 
you can take me hitchhiking. It would be my pleasure, bro. Yeah, you're the fucking just Mr. World. It's an Insta, and uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you pitbull himself, Mr. Worldwide. That's what you are. Man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, pleasure to see you. Yes. See, see you later. Good luck with the rest of the travels. Bye. Bye.